Right, we're gonna do something different today, guys. Or it's gonna run the <laughs> intro. <laughs> I specifically said I didn't want to do this, so he put me on the spot on purpose. But I'm gonna try and do it the way Gab's done it. So he, he puts his head down. <laughs> and we're live! It's the Real Talk Real Walk family, and we're back again for another episode where Gab's gonna solve all your problems, <laughs> where Evan is gonna be your pastor. <laughs> Yo. Slow down, slow down, slow down. Why do you rush? Aurel's gonna solve all your relationship problems. Aurel, wow. Another episode full of banter. Mm. Banter, banter. Another episode full of DDD. <laughs> Another episode full of drama. <laughs> oh, come on, see drama. You, we've got. Now, now, Gabs, you have to do your intro. Right. Yeah, Gabs is a bat. <laughs> no, you say it's myself, Gabs. Oh, it's myself, Gabs. <laughs> myself, Mr. Game Changer. And your girl, all right. Hmm. And we and we had a real talk, real book family. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever and however you're listening. All of that stuff. Well done, well done. Aura's got a fresh wig, guys. So oh we'll put her on the spot, do you know what I mean? She's feeling good today. <laughs> she's she's energetic. We're recording at 9 a.m., but yet yeah, she's carrying exactly. bare energy. It's the wig. <laughs> it's because I didn't have my child last night. Wow, you oh, see? Wow. Look at that's why she slept. <laughs> Me, I woke up at 5 a.m. fam. I'm struggling. <laughs> But we're here, guys. We've got, uh, we've got a, a good episode today. We've got a, a little deep one where Iman and Aura is going to be my, my, my therapist. <laughs> we're going to talk fatherhood, um, what it's like growing up without a father, what it's like growing up with a father, because obviously Iman grew up with a father. Yeah, because I can't really. <laughs> yeah, no, of course, of course, of course. I won't even laugh about that, of course. But as always, we need to we need to start with a quick, everybody is mad. There's a few things. There was a few things that I was fighting to be on this, this list right here. There's a few things <laughs> that I could easily spoken about. But the one pressing thing I must say quickly is this um this this obviously this this guy that I mentioned that he prays he prays to God about <laughs> about um oh man <laughs> he prays to God um about his sex life yeah, yeah and his like name, his name Sterling Sterling oh, yeah I don't know name names. Sterling, Sterling I, I don't know personally so I thought let me not mention his name oh, but okay. um so yeah so Sterling mentioned he prays to God about his his sex life he's married by the mm. way guys. Um, and literally half of Twitter, maybe three quarters of Twitter was dragging him, getting onto him, etc., etc. Mm. And I think it's insane, yeah, that people are complaining that a man is praying to God. <laughs> I think mm. it's insane. Now, I must say, I must put it out there. I personally have never prayed to God about my sex life. If my sex life wasn't great, I personally wouldn't pray. I'm more of the type, I'm just action, straight, boom, boom, boom. However, I can never knock a man for praying to God. <laughs> Somebody even said, um, instead of instead of disturbing God, instead of disturbing God, about sexual currency, <laughs> which I, I thought, still don't know what I, that means. Amen. Do you know what sexual currency is? No, no Captain. No. <laughs> <laughs> Captain hates when you call his name on mm. this podcast. I'm so sorry. Mm. <laughs> I have no idea what sexual currency is, but it was it was quite alarming that people who claim to to believe in God are saying. That it's wrong to pray. Okay, so here's my opinion, right? I think that people already are not non-Christians. That that particular podcast has gone viral a couple of times. Mm. So I think that people already have preconceptions about who they think those people are and don't necessarily like those people because, or at least that podcaster 
mentality where it's like single woman Christians you know that time when they were talking about like Christian single woman mm. to married single woman and that the pivot okay. I think people are already unhappy about that mm. and then people already potentially might think that they only just got married there is some wisdom in perhaps like just enjoying your marriage for a couple of years before you start dishing out advice mm. so I think that is why they have a particular amount of vim for that couple mm. that is my personal opinion whether I, whether I agree or disagree I will probably keep to myself. <laughs> but I think that's why they came with an extra level of vim. However, like you, I can't knock the man for praying. And mm. the thing is, people are like, oh, well, you can just communicate. And you can communicate. But that's the beauty of the Holy Spirit sometimes. You pray about a particular thing and, and the Holy Spirit will prepare the other person's heart for the conversation that you want to have with them. Mm. And clearly, they were in sync and the Holy Spirit must have been doing the thing because both of them were in agreement and the same message was clear to both of them. And I think that's what they were trying to share. Mm. And so I can't knock them for that. I think, I think it's beautiful. <laughs> I think it's a beautiful experience. People might think it's unrealistic or it's not true if you don't believe in dreams, et cetera, et cetera. But I think how one can pray and the partner comes to you the next day, I think you've got to give them a yeah, round of applause. Yeah, I agree. I'm, like, I'm not mad at that. That's that's how we should be operating. As Christians within marriage, mm. I think that's what God probably, that's his design for how he wants us to, to be. It's an intimate mm. and sacred relationship and it's the most humanly, mm. aside from your relationship with God, sacred relationship we can ever have. So, of course, you should, it's it's good to be in sync like that. I'm not mm. mad at that. And yeah. we don't have a lot of examples of healthy communication and big respect to them for at least sharing that and putting mm. themselves in a position of vulnerability, probably knowing that they were going to get a level of hate. Mm, true. To be in sync like that, I think, is, is amazing. And I think, going back to what you said before, do you? so you obviously reckon because of the... Um, the opinions that people have of them, it doesn't matter what they do, people just have a negative comment to say. I do think to an extent that's probably why they came for them with extra vim. Mm. <laughs> what do you reckon, Nima? Yeah, I mean, I know, I know um, Sterling and Haley. Um, um, yeah, I, I do think to a degree that there's an element of you know, Twitter that may feel, oh yeah, these guys just got married and they're just talking about marriage and stuff. But I think that's the part of the aim of their podcast anyway um to talk but i do about, think there's some wisdom in that that criticism yes no i we spoke i mean we've had some conversations on the podcast about it and you know when like when you're a newlywed you know sometimes weigh it out all of that kind of stuff but it's kind of like if you feel like god said Agree. go for it what you can know you do? like i say I, I i don't see i think you can pick wisdom from anybody whether they've just started when you it's how you filter it whether you take them as you know the the, the holy grail of wisdom in comparison to people that have had mileage like there's mm. obviously you have to I weigh agree, things yeah. up but i i don't think that you can't receive any wisdom from them. Mm. And on top of that, I think when it's a Christian podcast in general or yeah. Christian-centered podcast, whatever you say, and, and this one, remember, it's a hot topic, it's relationship, it's marriage. Mm. So if whatever you say, you're, you're just, you're already on the grill. Once you say something, no, they're just going to heat the thing up. Mm. I think what I find a bit irritating was the fact that he, he didn't even mention like he was just like, you know, he was intensely praying. He was just like, he kind of said it in passing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In prayer. Yeah. It was like in so, as well. He, yeah, like, kind of said it in prayer, like, kind of like, yeah, God, I know you hear me. I'm saying it anyway, whatever. And then mm. his wife, and that's why he, when he was explaining the story, he was like, he was in shock. Like, he had to take a double take when his wife was like, 
He was like, huh? He was even smiling when he was saying the story. Yeah. It wasn't like he went, you know, to the to the Hollies of Holies. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, so I just find it a bit, I just find it a bit annoying. And it's kind of like when pe- people were just trying to do this thing of, yeah, well, you just need to communicate. And it's like the whole point of what he was <clears throat> talking about, you're, like you're missing, you're, mm. you're missing, and people were saying disturbing God. And it just goes to that kind one, of show. That one sent me, bro. It just kind of goes to show like people's understanding of God. Like people try to, at clocks, people are trying to be smart, but you can't. You can't be smart in this area. Like you mm. can't out pray, like you can't over pray. Mm. So nobody's disturbing God. Why wouldn't God? God created that as a gift. So yeah. why would He not want to be interested anyway? Mm. Even if He, did, you know, went in and was praying for, you know, asking God for wisdom, but He didn't. Mm. It was a simple thing. He prayed. God spoke to His wife, and they spoke about it. So mm. what's the big deal? Um, I just feel like people made a big meal out of it. And he also wasn't saying that you shouldn't communicate. Right. So, yeah. And I think that's what people are trying to make it seem like. Right. Just right. communicate and talk. You don't need to make it a big deal. And I guess, you know how people say some some Christians like to over-spiritualise? So I, I guess that's what where those people are coming from. But I don't think that's what the was message was trying. Once I don't again, think it was. What, grounds, was. what's the grounds what, what for over-spiritualising? What can we pray for as well? If that's, um, what's the word she used? This... Disturbing God. What can we pray for? If you can't pray for sex, no, I agree. Can we you, pray for like, a new job? At the end of the day, so, because that's why, why are you um, um, wasting God's time to pray yeah, for a new no, job? I agree. I agree. Just I'm go not, and just go and fill out your CV and yeah, apply for jobs. I agree. I, I'm not listening. I'm not. Should you pray for wisdom? Just Someone that sees that as of... disturbing God, I'm not hearing that as a take. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not taking take. that as a serious Christian <laughs> take. I'm sorry. Because if we do, anything we pray about, it's just like, why? Why are you praying? Yeah. You want a new job? Go and no, apply. Agree, 100%. Your wisdom, go and read books. It's true. It's yeah. very true. 100%. I just think the energy was was there because it was a Christian take around relationships. On sex, yeah. yeah. And on wasn't, sex Yeah, and well. on sex. And obviously, That's... the person who made that comment is a sex blogger. So she obviously has a, she feels that she has a stake in those kind of... And the same day, she released a sex episode on one of her podcasts about um, having sex in the cinema. Not one person dragged it. <laughs> It's insane. Yeah, that's anyway. Sure, I prefer not. We've talked about that. We've spoken yeah, about that like, way too many times yeah, on this podcast. No, no. Too much free promo. I, I know, I know. <laughs> so, someone's, <laughs> gonna, someone's gonna go and listen to that Sex in the Cinema episode now. Yeah, yeah. it's I too know. much free promo. So let's move on. I've muted and I'm that person. So on the communication thing, though, I think it's interesting. Quickly mm-hmm. on the whole, um, if you was in that position where like your sex life wasn't that that great, how would you communicate, or would you communicate? Yeah, I would communicate 100%. You, E-man? Yeah, you have to. What does communication look like? Because um, me personally, I feel I will find it a bit awkward having that communication with her. Probably because of my mindset. And I think I just have this mindset that men are hungry, men are forceful, like men men in the roads are just like, yeah, like, babe, when you're going to come to the house, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> so going to talk to my wife, I feel like I'm applying pressure. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not that I've ever been a bad guy or I've ever done, I've ever been naughty or anything like that, but I think this is the mindset of, yeah, men always want sex, men are hungry. Yeah. So in my mind, trying to overcome that and have that conversation, for me, appears a bit challenging. Mm. Yeah, no. So for I, you as a man, that, yeah. how would you raise that? How would you raise that? Um, it may be awkward to maybe find the right moment, but I think either way, I just and I've had conversations like this, you know, with the missus, mm. because ultimately, like, if marriage is a is by God's grace a life commitment, then bro, if if you're not happy or she's not happy, mm. and you don't communicate. You just you would just be aggravating both of yourselves. Both of you would just be frustrated. Mm. So I'm just normally like you know, like 
How do you feel about this? How do you feel about that? How do you feel like? Where do you feel we're at okay, in our sex life? Question, yeah. okay, and then yeah. from there, it's like, okay, mm, mm, well, okay. so what does that mean? What yeah, does that yeah. mean? And then we go from there sort mm. of thing. But it's, it's, I find it healthy. I think what's more challenging is bringing up, because bringing up, there's this feeling of, okay, so what if I say this? And then she turns around and says, oh, but bro, yeah. that's awkward, bro. That's, that's awkward. awkward. So that's, awkward. That, I think that's the, that's that's awkward, the, only, that's the only awkward bit. <laughs> yeah. When we start talking about it, it's not actually awkward. For me, it's okay. actually, it's the, it's the, what if, what yeah. if, or when's the right time? Is now the right time? Yeah. Or is, you know, like, is she if in a I was in that mid? position, I'll be thinking, what if? <laughs> yeah, I'll be thinking, yeah, yeah, what yeah, if? Yeah. And I also think, Gabs, you are more sex. Yeah. If she wants more sex, then you have sex. It's yeah. so that's what I think. I think yeah. it's so simple. Yeah. If you both want sex, it's yeah. so simple. But, but the fact you do that... sometimes have to like have these conversations. People overcomplicate things in their heads. Yeah. It could be lifestyle, being busy, it could be a mood situation. Like there's definitely merit in having those kind of conversations. Yeah, I do agree. I just think it's awkward, man. Yeah, my, of course it's not nice, but my mindset is: if you want more sex, then you would have sex. Like, it's, it's yeah, a, but you can say that about everything. C. If you want to lose weight, you would lose weight. Like, if you want to do yeah, this, you'll do that. Like, no, yeah. If you want a new job, you just quit your job. Like, nope. there's so many no, factors to it. That's true. As in, this is two individuals coming together, isn't it? Yeah. So if one party is thinking we don't have enough sex, and the other partner hasn't said anything, yeah. Partner A is obviously going to be applying pressure. Yeah, but the other Not partner could be thinking no. it and they just didn't know how to say it. Yeah. Maybe you got there yeah. first. Yeah. There's so many factors that you just yeah. never know. Yeah, true. Because if you both want it but nothing is happening, one party might be thinking, okay, well, does this person actually want it then? Yeah. I want it. But yeah. Or they're both waiting for the other yeah, person. Yeah, and they're waiting for the other person. I'm that guy. Yeah. If I was in that position, I will think, yeah, she does. Clearly she does. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so that's so that's what coach. So you might want it and she might want it, but because you're both not saying anything, yeah, that's why yeah. the communication key is peace. It's key, sorry. So, yeah, like, true. yeah, if you don't, that's what, if it's, yes, it might be awkward because you're thinking a million and different ones and because sex is such a intimate thing, mm. like, it can, I don't want to say kind of ones because I think that's that might be a reach of a um, phrase, but it, it might a just be a bit, it's, um, it's sensitive to open. Yeah. So yeah. when you open it up, you don't know which way you're going to go down. It mm. could be fantastic, but mm. you'll never know until you until speak you about it. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, true. Yeah. I think ultimately, yeah, the communication piece is definitely good. It's definitely a big thing if anyone is ever in that position. I think me, like um some people were saying on the whole Twitter discussion, <laughs> like, just go and grab her, grab her bum or whatever. Mm. I think I'm probably that type. It's just... So I can I can understand when people are like yeah just do just go and touch her or just yeah, do this just that do that. That doesn't solve like that what doesn't she solve issues. yeah. Like there's obviously she will go along with it because you did, but mm. there could be so many there could be a multitude of things going on in her head and reasons yeah. as to why the sex drive is not there mm. that won't get that conversation out of her just doing that. So there is definitely merit to conversation and the conversation is not supposed to be fun. But at the end of the day, if you can't talk to your spouse, mm. then who can you talk to? <laughs> That's providing there is issues though. It could just be yeah, lack of time. There is one didn't initiate. But well, even those are still issues, even yeah, if it's lack are, of yeah. time. Like, what's the reason? Like, what are we prioritizing? Yeah. Which means that we're not prioritizing each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I've, even just say, oh, just go and grab her. Like, that skates over the fact that if that's always your go to, mm. that's, bro. If, let's say, for example, the missus is facing a lot of pressure at work, but she's not really communicating <clears> it, <throat> and you're grabbing, bros. <laughs> that's not the solution to the, yeah, but th that's not the solution in a good, to the in a good healthy marriage you'll know how your wife is generally though or your husband you'll know how they are generally 
Uh, yes, depends. I know. If yeah, you, if you communicate depends. on a general level, yeah. do you know what I mean you communicate yeah, about their day, etc., like, etc., et you'll know how they are. As in generally, their mood in that period. Yeah, but sometimes, sometimes you need to go deep. To yeah, know the yeah. Deep. <laughs> like, well, you say we say generally, but generally, it, f- maybe for men it's a bit more easier. For women, generally, it's not necessarily generally. A woman can say, "Oh yes," but then, but it's a an opportunity. Never, a woman would never say, "Oh yes." You could ask your wife, "How are you?" And you expect her to say, I'm fine. Yeah. And she'll say, oh, yeah, my day at work was this. Yeah. Did my daughter done this. Yeah. She done boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And that is your deep conversation. Yeah. They might go deep, but then even at that, you might be like, oh, yeah, she just pulled out my heart. <laughs> but for her, <laughs> she's like, there's 10 levels deeper. Oh, exactly. I'm waiting okay, for okay. you to press exactly. in. Okay. You're like, oh, man, babe, I'm so sorry, man. And she's like, babe, I was expecting... <laughs> you're like, well, you just pulled out your heart. She's like, no, I haven't finished though. So, like, I feel like for men, we're just kind of like, yeah, just, you know, yeah, I hate you. Oh, sorry, babe, I know. But they're, they're, they really want you to go a bit deeper. So uh, that's that's why I'm saying that. Because in general, like, for us, it's like, okay, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, all right, well, uh, we might give a bit more. But for them, they, they will be, theirs will definitely be more deeper than us. Uh, but... Sometimes in conversations, especially with women, like they want, they really want you to press in mm. to find or to get to that deeper place where they feel like, okay, cool, you understand me. Yeah. And that's where, obviously, we know a lot of sex is about communication. When they feel like you're actually interested and you're invested and you're, you're, you're going deeper than surface level, mm. even if they're not feeling 100%, mm. that may even make them want to go, okay, you know what, he's trying, you know what, even though I'm not necessarily in the mood for sex, he's actually trying to engage me. And, yeah. That not in the mood thing gives me the ick, man. It gives me, oh, I'll be pained if I'm in the mood and she's not in the mood. Yeah, but that's, I'll be that's pained. life. That's how that, it's going to be. Yeah. That's, that's not, not life. Time. No, it's not, not life. every that's single time. Life. One person initiates the other person. And likewise, every time she initiates that, you're going to be on it. It has to be though. No, it has to gonna, be. That's just unrealistic. Because <laughs> that's why I start thinking, yeah, man. That's how I start thinking. Like I'm a man in the hood. That's just pressuring his wife, bro. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah, like, but life doesn't. Pressure. Like, Sometimes it's just yeah, you know, and like, yeah. you know, not tonight. Maybe, maybe yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm speaking like she's not in the mood, but you still do it anyway. Yeah, but you know, I know it happens. Don't get me wrong. It definitely happens. Let's be honest. It definitely happens. But sometimes it makes you think, damn, man, this is this is real <laughs> road. This is this is old school mentality. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know what happens because it's unrealistic that you're going to be on and he or she's going to be in. It's unrealistic, but mm. at the same time, it just gives me that, you know, them schoolboys that just want to do something with a girl. The girl's not yeah. interested, but she yeah. just does it anyway. Yeah. Just gives me that mentality. Right. Anyway, um, another one I'm going to quickly call out because we spoke about it recently on the, on the recent episodes. Mm. Is that how they were in Mike Todd's comments? <laughs> finishing it. Oh, we don't need to talk yeah. about this. No, this is a two minutes quick in and out. Because we already touched upon it in recent episodes. It's the same thing like when, what's that the other guy, exactly. Maverick, and his, wife, and his wedding. Yeah. And no, about please, Mike Todd please. And let's just move on, I bet. Bro, I bet we I could bet. be millionaires by now. <laughs> Honestly. People in these comments like this is surely too much. Obviously, Ema, yours are on the recent episodes. You could probably yeah, quick yeah. say your quick two pence. Why is it just... people are always in ministers' comments with negativity? <laughs> I think what killed, I think something that killed me that's really been bugging me, I saw um, the one where his wife was doing the curtain um, and, yeah, he was holding, yeah. and he was holding her back. And um, holding one, her one comment that really got to me was, you know, this isn't really acceptable. You're not thinking about Christians that are Struck struggling with lust and porn. <laughs> and I thought, and I thought, are you mad? 
Like, you spent a minute or two to type up this comment and press send. Yeah. Like, if you've got an issue with lust and porn, bro, I'm sorry. If this is making you struggle with lust and porn, I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm, give, I'm, I'm relinquishing my ministerial duties. I'm done. I am absolutely done. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just done. What, what's going on? Mm. I'm, it's just frustrating. I just, your two pence is too much. When, you know, before people, you know, got married or whatever, do things right, you know, don't last, don't do X, Y, and Z. Now they're married. Oh, uh, you're not thinking about those that are lust issues and porn issues. Bro, someone helping his wife to hang up curtain and he's holding their back and you're thinking about porn. Bro, I'm sorry. Uh, there's a lot more that Jesus needs to do in your life. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, yeah, the struggle of lust and porn, I don't even know if being on Instagram is even the best thing, to be honest. That's that's uh, a start. But yeah, I just, yeah, I just, yeah. It, it, someone it's, else said this is not right for a biblical leader. And I thought, this is insane, man. And, and Actually, like, the response would be, yeah. okay, show me the scripture then. <laughs> yeah, show me the scripture. Because you mentioned biblical, open your mouth and open the scriptures. It's just a jar, like it's just a jarring thing. But I think when we were talking about the Phil Thompson thing a couple yeah. episodes ago, I think it's just that reality of, like, bruh, like you just have to, you just have to be you. If you're doing it in public, you know, if if you're accountable, then people around you that you know maybe um, that you're accountable, but whether peer level or leadership level, if they feel like you've done some, something wrong, they'll they'll hit you up and tell you to to pull stuff down uh-huh. like you know when um Mike Todd did that s- stupid spit thing uh-huh. you know and and, and and not just his peers but elders had to hit him up and go yo yeah, that was a right. dumb decision and uh-huh. he had to he had to apologize and pull that thing down so but, do you do you yeah. think do you think him obviously being playful and touching his wife's bum is something that the elders can be like remove this some elders man because I want I I think I I think it's ridiculous that people are dragging him for him yeah, you know yeah. touching his wife bum on the video whatever playing with her yeah I think it's silly yeah but I'm trying to look at things holistically and I'm also thinking Gabs like are you bugging is maybe this is not right it's something it's something I think it's sorry I cut you off no, no, I think it is a bit of a modern day culture thing because like back in the day the elders they could have they would have been doing that and nobody would have been able to see it because there was no social media so I think it's probably more the element of social media than anything else because like mm. I'll, I'll be in church and like if my pastor's preaching he talks about his wife all the time he'll say my wife is beautiful that kind of thing and no one's there going like oh, it's inappropriate to call your wife beautiful on the pulpit you're supposed to be preaching the word of God like mm. so I guess there's an element of modern day social media and oversharing or us sharing but is that is that oversharing though? No, I, I don't just, think it's oversharing. I just thought it was it's a funny. I just thought it was a funny moment. Bro, I was laughing. Bro. Yeah, he turned a, like a moment like that's his wife. He turned like an everyday moment into something that was funny. Mm. And and for me, that's I just feel like people want to pick up an issue. Like if it's not him preaching, then you know it's him and his wife. And like I'm for me, I'll be honest. I just don't. Yeah, I, I when think, it's sermon stuff, mm. I can't lie. I'm just I just don't watch it but yeah <laughs> so I'm, I'm not here to do commentary on him all the time like it's, mm. it's very jarring but when it comes to ministers in general people have always wanted their leaders to be authentic, now he's and, been authentic and, as yeah, and genuine and now he's doing something that's mm. ve- like with his wife mm. if you've got lust issues if you've got porn issues or you think that's it's inappropriate why, why are you here why even following him yeah why, like, literally, I'm going to unfollow you. Okay, praise God, bounce. His wife is even a rat because his wife wasn't laughing, crying, upset. She clearly used to this. Do you know what I mean? It's clearly something normal. And I thought, when I saw that video, I thought, 
Let me go on Pre's page and see what else they're doing. Yeah. Maybe this is the first time, which is why yeah. everyone's going crazy. Yeah. And then I think that after the next video, the next reel I saw was obviously them two playing basketball. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's um there's one clip where she grabs his uh, she grabs his penis. Mm-hmm. Obviously they censored it. Mm-hmm. And when I saw Where's this? Sorry, I, I lost concentration. Or it was porn. Look at <laughs> no, I was just, I was like, what are you talking oh, about? God. Like, how did we get from Michael Todd to this? This is Michael Todd. Like, st- st- oh wow! Yeah, so Michael Todd and his wife they're playing basketball. Obviously, they've done a real bit edited, edited shots or whatever. They're wearing clothes, obviously. I w- I would expect so. Yeah, <laughs> and then she and then you know women women are playful and when you're losing you start cheating. Yeah. So then she grabs his penis in it, but obviously they censored it, so they put like a censored box so you can't see it. But you know, obviously, what Who she's done. Because <laughs> obviously, there are women in the comments like saying, yes, yeah, whatever, whatever. But now in this is Grab your man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Grab your man. Yeah, exactly. There was that exact comment. Um, so clearly, this is something that both of them are used to. So it's yeah. not a thing where he's abusing her in public because this is obviously something that they're used to, do you know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a general thing. Yeah. Anyway, people are always going to be crazy. They're always going to be mad. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna hand over to you, man, to um get this get this episode on the road. <laughs> Why me? Because okay, let's. You're the therapist for today. No, man. it's because I think when Chide was here, uh, last episode, yeah, he, he talked about my light Chide. Yeah, be- kept my seat warm for me. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> um, he talked about his relationship with his dad yeah. and how that's changed as he's growing up, and obviously. There were some conversations that came up with you, Gabs, that I wanted to explore. I thought, let's explore this. Explore, man. So tell tell us a bit about whatever you're comfortable to share, obviously. You know me, everything's like, a free-for-all, man. This is growing a safe space. Because <laughs> I know you, 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 you've said it lots of times, how he didn't grow up with a father in the house. So at which point did you realise that your dad wasn't in the house? Or has he, from the, like, as early as you could remember... He was never there because obviously you have older siblings. So mm. imagine your older siblings have some memories of potentially your dad being in the house. So um, me and my siblings have different dads. Okay. So they've all got the same dad. I'm not like odd one out. Oh, I see. Right. Okay. Um, they will probably be. They they would obviously remember when he was there and when he wasn't there. I can't remember a thing. The earliest that I can remember is that when I was young, probably like 13, 14, He used to try and make an effort. Um. Funny enough, he got me to church. So if there's anything I'm grateful for my dad for, it's taking me to church. Mm. Whilst I've never had a relationship with him, he did try, but it was a bit meaty. But I'm definitely grateful that he took me to church, one, and he put a camera in my hand. Because if he didn't do that, I would have never done a degree in film. Um, but yeah, I do remember from 13, 14, him taking me to church. I think we used to speak like once a month on the phone. Um, of him calling me. It was awkward, though, because obviously him calling me is not, him calling, like my dad's not forward dad, like he's not the best communicators. Mm-hmm. So he would call me and be silent on the phone. And I'm thinking, but like you called me, man. Yeah. Like, hold the conversation. You're the dad here. <laughs> You're the adult. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know why that is. It might be because he knows he's not really in my life. So he's Probably. he's a bit timid, nervous, shy, whatever. And he's Ibo, so he's a bit relaxed. Um so obviously, yeah, so he would call, take me to church, be there from from opening till closing, because I think he was like a secretary or something along them lines. Um, and I think that is pretty much our relationship, is him him calling once a month. And then, so with your older siblings, did did they see their dad? And so did you kind of feel like their their dad's present, but mine isn't? Or... There was no. All of you have a similar level of relationship with your respective dads. So at the time, their dad was in their life. Um, 
So they were closer to their dad. So I'm closer to their family than I am to my family. And by my family, I mean my dad's family. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I speak to, I'm going to say their cousins to make it easy and clear, it? They are my cousins, guys, I know. But just to make it clear before mm. people start thinking, <laughs> second cousin, third cousin, yeah, do all the, mathematis- all the maths. I speak to their cousins. So like my sister's cousins, my brother's cousins. I speak to them all on their dad's side, mm. um, which obviously shows that, there is a relationship between them, their father, et cetera, et cetera. So when it comes to like motives, parties, I was always there that like they were going, always there. Whereas my dad's family, I didn't see them until lot two years ago. Oh. As in like my cousins on my dad's side. I didn't see them until like two years ago. Because obviously, I've seen my sisters, like my stepsisters, a couple times. Um, I was just going to ask, does your dad have other children? Yeah, my dad spread these things everywhere, man. Um, so I see, I saw my, my stepsisters probably about five times in total. Um, but yeah, so one of them was probably like trying to get me involved in my dad's family. But for me, it's awkward because you all know each other. I don't know you. Yeah. But I just thought, let's look, let me just go on it. Let me take my wife. Let's just go, whatever, whatever. I went there and literally it's a house full of loads of people. And I'm thinking, raw, like, I've never seen you in my whole life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're all my cousins. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I've got uncles that are younger than me. I've got all all of this wow. funny stuff that I'm seeing like for the <laughs> for the first time ever. Yeah. Um and they obviously look happy, they're all happy, they all know each other. I'm like the the odd the odd sheep, do you know what I mean? That's just come out of nowhere and I'm supposed to try and fit in with everyone. Was your dad there? No, 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 he wasn't there. Okay. So interesting enough, like his wife is a witch, isn't it? Okay. So, as in an actual as in practicing, or you're just saying she's not no, nice no, She doesn't practice, but I wouldn't be surprised if she practices. But yeah, no, nah, she's she's the devil in disguise, man. Let's just, I just oh, wanted wow. to get clarity before someone comes. Jesus, suing us for slander, you know. I don't want a lawsuit, okay? So we have to be very clear. She Allegedly, she does, she's she does a Facebook lives as well, so she might. Even, of what? What did she say? So she just preaches. You know these these silly witches oh, so that preach. Quite unquote, like a Christian. Yeah. Witches that preach. Okay, understood. She's uh, silly. Why do you think she's a witch? What time? About, what time? <laughs> It's one time my dad took me, um, um, I don't even know if it's his house or her house, but my dad took me somewhere, Sha, to the house anyway. And um, so I was sitting down, whatever, in the living room. So my dad told me to just wait there. He was in there for like 10 minutes. So I was sitting in the living room. Them two was in the kitchen talking, just normally, but then the, the volume started to increase. So I started eavesdropping and it started increasing. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> this woman told my dad to tell me to get out of the house. <laughs> Bro, I'm like 14 in South London, you know. I lived in Hackney. Wow. I'm in South yeah. London. If I leave this house, where am I going, <laughs> exactly. bro? Ah. I'm in the middle of South. Wow. I don't take train. I don't take bus. So I tell him to get out of the house, all this sort of stuff. He's not my son, this, that, any other. She's, I mean, she's right, but still, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just making noise, do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then... Dad now came to me, told me to wait outside. I'm thinking this. this so you had to wait in the corridor so your mum came to get you. No, I had to wait outside. He oh, said, so your mum came to get you? No, no. So my dad eventually came out, but he, he she obviously told him to tell me to get outside. So I obviously had to stand outside, outside oh, the flat. Sh- yeah. So I'm standing outside yeah. the flat for a couple of minutes. He's obviously liaising with this woman. So I mean, liaising. This is yeah. Fast forward. So I saw their Facebook live. Um, sometime last year I don't know how I found a Facebook profile <laughs> I don't know how but I found it and obviously she's preaching doing her stupidness on the Facebook live and he's just lying there like a dimwit like in the video and it made me think yeah she wears her trousers it reminded me of what happened 20 yeah. years ago yeah. 
where she was preaching and he just he's sitting in like a side man and it made me think yeah this is the problem that we have here mm. <laughs> is that she's obviously running him and she doesn't allow him to see the kids I see <laughs> so is it yes yeah, so on me my stepsisters somebody that can put somebody outside you think you think she's no, going to let no, the no, children so, so as it your stepsister so as in your sisters from other women. No, my sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From okay. But well, my sisters from my dad. So we've all got the same dad. Yeah. But different moms. But different moms. And yeah. the mom is not the witch. Just, yeah, yeah. I'm calling her the witch just so we the can wife distinguish. The wife is the witch. Okay. And the yeah. wife doesn't allow him to see any of his kids. Does he have children any of his, with the so, wife? Yeah, I was well. gonna ask. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think they've got one or two. And he sees those children. I imagine so because yeah. she belongs to the witch. Yeah. But see, he doesn't see all the other kids. Okay. If they call him, he can't answer. Jeez Louise. So how, growing up, knowing that your dad's not being present and then obviously having these sporadic experiences like the one you've just described, how do you think that's kind of affected you and made you feel? Because every time, I know we've, like, we've in passing briefly on pods and stuff, you talk about, I I grew up with my dad and you say it very calmly, but then, and you, you always say that it doesn't affect you and I can never tell if that's like a trauma response or if that's just something that you haven't, um, You've just not explored because a potentially you could be worried about what that's going to bring up because it's not easy to go back to a place of emotions that are not pleasant or b because you genuinely don't feel like you need it mm. which you probably <coughs> probably do but yeah what, what's your response to what i've just asked do you know what, interestingly yeah <coughs> cheers bro Ooh. Don't want to pop open the champagne. <laughs> is the oh I can't tell you if that woo was because of the coffee or because uh, the question right, got where to you eat. Like, so honestly, I'm like, oh God. <laughs> Maybe we need a tissue too. Because I'm like, oh my goodness. <clears throat> is it are you trying to is this because is this because you don't want emotions to come out? My goodness. Or you're hmm. genuinely coughing. I can't actually tell. It's, no, this might be a trauma result. <laughs> <laughs> That witch is so weird, bro. No weapon of flying from the Facebook Live. To be honest, we have to keep this live hearted because I ain't trying to like. I want it. I want to spark something so that you can go off and do the work separately because obviously everyone else don't need to hear you doing the work. So that's why I'm making jokes, but I'm not making jokes. Like we have to keep it light hearted because we don't want guys to get very emotional today. Do you understand? Get emotional, man. Okay, if you're happy to, then you can share whatever you feel comfortable with. But I'm just I'll conscious. Be honest, I don't want to take you somewhere that you don't want to. You're not ready to be. Let me put my psychology hat on you because I, um, <laughs> I studied I studied psychology in college. But there's a there's privation and there's deprivation. Yeah, I don't know which one is which. The psychologist can help me. Yeah, but um, I think privation is when you've lived when you have never lived with your parents and i think deprivation is when your parents were there but they left my dad has never been there so i don't know what it's like for my dad to be there so i think i mentioned to Iman before i don't know what i'm missing out on yeah so i think i think i'm ignorant in it and i think the ignorance is probably working in my favor whereas i think if i did live with my dad and i had experienced a good father open quote close quote Maybe then if he had left, I'd be like, rah, this is what I'm missing out on. Do you know, I, I, don't think, I don't think you would. And I think that you potentially are telling yourself that so you don't, you don't have to feel the pain. And the reason I say that is because mm. I always say I, I didn't have my dad in the house, but I grew up with a dad. So I know what it's like to have a dad. And I also know what it's like to have someone who wasn't a very good dad, had good moments. And I can tell you that that almost in a way is probably you would... If you had a dad that was there and was present and was a good dad, 
you could look back and be like, well, at least I had the years. Nobody who's ever had a parent who's a good parent, mm. whether they passed away or they left, will say, oh, I wish I didn't. Because they'll, they can acknowledge that while they were there, they added something. Mm. Yeah. You, know, you mentioned pain. I don't know what pain is. Is that because you don't want to feel the pain? No, no, I genuinely, I genuinely don't know. <clears throat> I genuinely don't know what pain is. Because okay. all I've known is a mum. So as far as I'm concerned, this is how life should be. Obviously, I know it shouldn't. Mm. But growing up, I'm used to my mum, my brother, my two sisters. So that's life. And that's perfect life to me. Because it's mm. all you have. I get I Because I've never seen... Like, for example, Iman's got both parents. I don't know what Iman feels. I, okay, can only feel then... I can only feel pain. Not that I will, but I, I think the potential to feel something is if Iman tells me, this is what my dad does And that's what me. I was just my about to ask you because Iman has that. done that lots of times. He speaks so highly of his parents. Mm. Every time he does, I sit here going, that is so amazing. Like, you're so blessed because I know that I didn't have that. Mm. And so that's what I was just about to ask you. Every time you hear someone like that, mm. and Iman speaks openly as he mm. should, how does that make you feel? Because if you're saying you haven't <clears> experienced pain, does that mean when he talks about all his good experiences, you don't feel it? I think if I was, if I was younger, like if I was like six, seven, eight, I might feel it. And I also think Iman's situation even though it's normal, mm. but to someone like me, I think Eman's situation is supernatural. I don't think Eman's household is a normal household. Because me, well. live yeah. with my mum, <laughs> my, my parents live with my mum, live with their mum, sorry. So I see the norm as a single parent household. And it's, it's, yeah. it's crazy that that's how I see life. But that's what's normal to me because me, me and my friends, we all grew up, well, not all mm. my friends, but the majority of my friends, we all grew up living with our mums. So I see that as a norm. So when I hear Ema's situation, I think, raw like this is this is abnormal, man. Like this is this is crazy. So yeah. I hear it from a oh, that's interesting. So I don't see that as a norm. I yeah. see that as a as a extraneous variable, as a, as a special case. So I don't necessarily feel something towards it because that seems abnormal to me, or it seems unnatural to me. Yeah. Okay. So then my question would be then that experience you described at fourteen years old being put out by your father, who you obviously didn't have a very great relationship with anyway, how did that make you feel as a 14-year-old? And did it not make you feel any pain or any type of way? I think it doesn't make me feel anything about myself. It makes me feel a way towards him now. Like, I look at him like he's a joke, man. Not in, like, people cuss their dads. I'm not the type to be like, oh, my dad's a dickhead, my dad's this, da 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 da, da. Because I don't know what my dad told my mum, what my dad done to my mum. I don't even know what happened between them. I don't know why. Even they broke up to up. this day. Yeah, I've never asked, innit? You've never asked? Nah. What's, what's my concern? That's your dad. And that's your mum. Precisely. Yeah. And you yeah, also that's your dad, like, they that's owe your it mom. to you to give you an explanation as to why your dad I, has decided he doesn't want to see you. Let me you. just chip in. I feel like th no, this stuff like this is probably what contributes to you not feeling like maybe you care or you I don't want to be invested. Because, for mm. example, like what. Like what young man wouldn't want to know about his dad? Apart, unless unless maybe his mum said, "Oh, your dad did this to me, and your dad did that to me," and he feels like, "Okay, well, whatever my mum said to me is the truth. I don't to need honest, to know anything extra." Mm. But you said you've never even asked your mum. And fair play to your mum yeah. for also not, yeah, yeah, explaining to you because a lot of mums will be like, you know, they they slate the dad, and yeah. so respect to your mum for not doing that because she could have done that. Yeah. Or at least she could have to chose to tell you her side of the story, which might not have been very positive. Yeah. But anyway, all that to say... I think my mum, my mum's quite chilled. So, aside for even like the, my mum and dad situation, there's loads of things I haven't asked my mum. Just about general stuff, do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, you know, some people might ask my mum, oh, mum, like, 
I'm older now, so let's have that conversation. Why was it you was beating me when when I was eight years old? Mm. What's the reason for that? Why did you feel like disciplining me in that way was the best way? Yeah. Like some kids are age yeah. might do that, whereas yeah. I'm I'm more of yeah. My mum had to do what she had to do. Now okay. we're in the now. Like let's live in the now. Yeah. Rather than like I think it was only um maybe a couple years ago that I was just like mum like where are you actually from? Mm. Because I'm here thinking you're Yoruba, but where, where are you actually from? Mm. And my mom had to break it down to me that, yeah, I was born here, I was doing there, but we spoke Yoruba, so boom, boom, boom. Okay. But, so like, conversation like that is mm. probably similar to me saying, like, mum, like, you and my dad, like, what happened? Mm. But I've never really been that type to ask them sort of questions about the history. Mm. It's only when when someone when someone says to me, Gabs, where are you from? That's when I think about it. And I think, okay, yeah. yeah, let me actually find that. Because I yeah. know that, I was saying, I was saying I'm half Yoruba, but my mum... Is not exactly Yoruba. She Yoruba, speaks Yoruba, yeah, but yeah. she's from set. Long story, but yeah. So yeah, I've never really been inquisitive okay. about like my mum and dad's relationship. If you know what I mean? Okay, <coughs> but don't you think stuff like that provides a bit more context for who you are as an individual? Which, before you answer, then leads me to my next question, which is: Do you feel like you haven't asked because you think it's better to be in a place of ignorance? Because what you don't know can't hurt you, or is it because you genuinely are not interested to find out that kind of information? Interestingly, what you said, I've never thought about that, you know. I, th- I think, I just think, I don't know. There's, there's, there's so much other things to do. Let's, like, I'm I'm probably so much in the now that I've never thought to go back. Maybe if I did go back, it might open up something that I never knew was inside of me. Yeah. It might open up some emotions I never knew, good or bad. Mm. I could be upset, I might miss him, I might want to dad, or mm. I could be angry towards him. And, you know, never like him ever again. So I don't know. It could. But I think as of now, I just, I don't know. It's never thought, I've never thought to myself, let me investigate about, about this dad and let me investigate who he is, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Um, probably because I've seen my family as mum and dad. I've seen mum as mum and dad. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen my pet, I've seen my siblings as this is who family is to me. Yeah. My dad's my dad, biologically. You said family is. Yeah. But family is different from having a father. Why do I need a father? Open, it's a rhetorical question. Yeah, it's just like a general, it's just a point. Yeah. But then, but then even to that question, let's, let's take that further. You are now a father. That was my next, that was going to be my next question. (laughs) Think, (laughs) That's like, think of, that think of princess yeah. asking that question. That's that's where the challenge comes in for me as a parent. Yeah. Because I've not had a great example to follow. Yeah. Um, so it's challenging now because it's yeah. like, Gabs, how are you how are you gonna be a dad? How are you gonna be a father when you've never been fathered? That's this is that was that this was literally is, the next question this is I was gonna get into. Part of the core, like part of not just this conversation, but I think the human a experience. big part, yeah. The human experience for Gabs, because now what you missed out on, you are now you are now you now to have be to be what that you didn't see. to an uh, to a to a human being, and <coughs> the questions that you have not asked, and the things that maybe you've blocked out, are part of the narrative that will help shape how you're able to father your daughter now. Mm. Mm. And now, like, you're kind of, you're kind of like in flight mode because you have to do it because that's a human being that's not going away. <laughs> she's growing. She's going to get older. She has needs. She needs to eat. You know, you need to, you know, dress her up. All of these things. She goes to nursery. But now, like, she has a need from you that you have to fulfill. And your ability to succeed 
is off the back of you finding your healing and your wholeness as a man, as a son, as a father. Because it's not just it's not just you as a father. It's you as a son. Mm. It's you as a man. And those you as a son, that area needs to be healed. You as a man, Amen. there's an area of man your manhood that needs to find healing so that you can be a good father. And I feel like because these are all areas of manhood. Manhood mm-hmm. is brotherhood, is sonship, is you know, if you do have a child, it's fatherhood. These are all areas that make a man or that are in men and like they're all areas that need speaking to. And when one area is not spoken to, you have to overcompensate in other areas. Mm. So if, you know, as a son, that area wasn't spoken to in a healthy way, you then have to try and overcompensate when you become a husband and then when you have a, become a father because that sonship area was missed out on. You lacked in, in a particular area. Now you're trying to try to be the best husband you can. You're trying to be the best father you can, trying to be the best brother you can but you're not altogether going to be the best because that area of, you know, when you were, when as a son, your mother or your father didn't meet a particular need. Mm. Now this is where it comes in. Like, that's why I'm like, hmm, these questions I feel. And and also I feel like you as an individual, like you're a very forward thinking person. But I feel like your forward think, like your your forward thinkingness, is a is a deflection of of going ah, deep. I can't, yeah, yeah, I can't. I, that's like, forget that's it now. Feel. Like, nah, that's, nah, nah. That's the kind of person you are. And if I say, Gabs, yeah. how are you? Like, yeah, man, I'm doing okay. But even if I know something, even if I perceive something might be on your mind, you I just won't. know that Gabs is he's not interested in having like that. Deep You're like combo. solutions. Focused. Yeah, he's like, so you'll be yeah, like, okay, yeah. this is the problem, yeah. but there's nothing I can do to change it. Yeah. So what am I going to do next? How am yeah. I going to go forward? Yeah. Which is a great thing, but also it, it can, it can be perceived as lacking depth because right. you, how can you solve a problem when you haven't dug deep enough to find out what caused it? Right, right. That's the root cause. Good. How do you dig deep? You, first Stop. of all, you're asking yeah, these you questions. You have to ask those questions. And it's not to say, don't ask those questions with a pers- with a perspective of I'm going to get answers and it's yeah. going As to make everything better. Questions. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of questions? Like for example, what happened, for yeah, like for example, oh, what happened? Yeah. Oh, why like, did why were you not here? And mm. do you think it's acceptable that somebody else should have a say over the way you are as a father? Because irrespective of that woman or not, mm. I'm going to be your son regardless. Mm. How does how does these questions benefit me? Because at least, help I don't, dis- I don't dispute what you're saying, yeah. by the way. Well, for for starters, they get, they help you get to the root yeah. of your childhood and yeah. why it was the way it was. Yeah. Whether it's normal or not, whether you see mm. it as normal, that's amazing. But the reality is, it's not how it was supposed to be. Mm. You can say it's normal for you, and that's fine. And and to to some in, to some to a certain extent, you have to do that anyway for closure yeah. and to move forward. You're mm. gonna have to do that because you can't go back and change it. However, I've lost the point now. <laughs> what I was basically saying is, however. You still need it's, it's it's not the way it's supposed to be. So there was still a problem, whether you whether you want to acknowledge it or not. Mm, yeah. That is not how that's that was not God's design for family. No, of course, that's of not course. how you should have been raised. Mm. And it's not fair for you to now, as a father, try and do that work when you haven't yeah. you haven't been fathered the way you wanted to be. Yeah. So you need to go back. Or you deserve to be. Or, so precisely. Is, just, is it for knowledge? <clears throat> it's not just for knowledge. It's it to helps. help you move forward properly. Yeah. It's just like counselling. Why do you go to counselling then? Bro. That's no, that's no, bro, we, we we ask we people I'm go to counselling, to, not to rectify the past, but it to helps me. to bring one closure. It may not give you all the answers, but it helps you 
recognize who you are now Precisely. it helps you recognize what shaped you to be the person you are today because sometimes people go to counseling and the counselor asks one question and they have a flashback yeah, of a moment is, they had as a that's child exactly mm. and that's the moment they realize damn slap the mic on the floor mm. this is the reason that i feel a way about x or this is a reason why this is why when women came close i always behave like this because of that moment mm. that's why questions are key because they help shape at least the parts of the jigsaw puzzle that have made you who you are today mm. the the article that you are today the picture you are today it helps explain why that stroke is that way and why that color is that way or why that you know why why this picture is this size because of experiences that you had and it helps piece them together and it helps you go okay cool i recognize this i recognize that now what i can do in moving forward is no i know that okay cool this is an area i need healing in so this is what i'm going to work on moving forward mm. this is an area that i know that okay i missed out on and for my daughter I know that I'm going to have to work on this so I can be a better father to her. But first of all, first of all, and I want to say this, like you're working on yourself, not just to be a better father, but you're doing it. You need to work on yourself first. You need to like, reparent yourself. You need to, re yeah, like that, that needs to be done for yourself first. Mm. Otherwise, if you're just trying to, if you're just doing it for your daughter, you're firefighting. If you're not doing it for yourself, like you have to, someone said to me, like you can't, you can't pour where you haven't drunk from. Like, you can't give to people what you don't have. Mm. So, do you get what I'm saying? As much as I know that you're doing a great job as a father, if if you don't do the job of kind of refathering yourself or getting the support mechanisms that will help you feel like, as a man, like I'm restoring my manhood, I'm restoring that sonship. Like, let's say, for example, it could be Pastor T. Like, okay, Pastor T, you know what? You know, my dad didn't go to football games with me and I, I as a young man, I wanted to go. Like, you know, can you can do you mind coming to the Arsenal game with me? Mm. You don't know how much like you go to Arsenal games all the time, but you don't know mm. that you you go into a game with Pastor T might revolutionize the way you look at fathering. Like you you go to games, you see fathers take their sons all the time. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Me, my dad took me to football games, bro. Most of my guys, them it was only their mums that came to watch them. Mm. My dad mm. drove time. For me, when my brother was playing for Culture Star, my dad drove two and a half hours every Monday, every mm. Wednesday, every Thursday, mm. every Saturday. Bro, and church weren't making money. Mm. He was using his own, like it was a sacrifice, but it was driving bro to Culture Star to watch him in the sun, in the rain, everything, just to make sure that my bro felt like, okay, dad loves you. Sit back and relax, tell me what's on your mind.